재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 If you look back in modern Korean history, South Korea certainly has enjoyed a half century of remarkable and unprecedented economic growth. Uh, it's called sometimes the miracle on the Han River. Uh, there was a system in place that merged government policies with that of uh, the so-called Chebol's uh, business plans. That system, though, is coming under fire because as today it stands, a lot of small businesses, a lot of startups feel that this is not an environment conducive to any innovation or any vibrant growth, especially from the SME sector. And this bears itself out if you look at wealth. Uh, there was a recent report showing that South Korea's top five billionaires were all so-called old money folk, uh, meaning that they all inherited uh, their wealth, as opposed to many other countries, including neighboring uh, Japan, where a large portion of billionaires are actually self-made. So is this a problem for the economy? Is there a way we can improve the situation? Text us at pound 1013 for 51, or send us a cacao talk message by adding TBS EFM as a plus friend. We're very pleased to have joining us our good friends and economic experts here in the studio for this discussion. First, from Catholic University of Korea, economics professor Yang Jun-seok. Professor Yang, thank you very much for joining us. Happy to be here. And also joining us, our good friend from Chungang University Business Administration, Professor Song Su-young. Professor Song, thank you very much for joining us as well. Yeah, good to see you again. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to all of you. Uh, Professor Yang, how does uh, the country compare with other countries in terms of, we we see the empirical data that uh, the list of billionaires and not a lot of self-made ones here, but uh, how does it compare to other countries as far as the ultra-rich? Okay, well, the, I think the, this entire thing started because Bloomberg took a look at the 400 richest men in the world, and there were five Koreans. Given that the Korean economy is somewhere between 1% to 2% of the uh, global GDP, five Koreans, it's not bad. Uh, but all of them were second or third generation tables. Well, my personal opinion is I'm very sorry that there's not a self-made millionaire there, but I'm not sure if this uh, is such a big problem. I mean, uh, we'll talk later. Not having that many new entrepreneurs, I think, is a serious problem. But having these five people being uh, so-called old money, I'm not sure it's uh, that big a problem. Okay. Uh, but, you know, five is a, just a limited number, so it could uh, you could uh, say that it's statistically valid. But I think also you should remember that in the 1950s and 60s, these people's uh, parents, grandparents, were mostly poor. So in that sense, we were very entrepreneurialistic at 1950s and 60s. Obviously, they were helped by the po- government policies of 50- 60s and 70s to become hyper-rich chevels. But you've got to wonder what happened in the last 20 or 30 years uh, which changed Korea's entrepreneurial spirit. We'll talk about that in more detail certainly uh, later. Yeah. Professor Song, do you believe the rigid education system here in Korea uh, that snuffs out creativity that people say is partly to blame for the lack of success by individual entrepreneurs? Uh, I don't think so because the educational system we have, uh, what we have right now is uh, just to take after some European countries and uh, especially UK or in the France and but still the the outcome of the economic wealth distribution and the income distribution in our country is far different from that those of the in European countries. But we take after more similar to the so U.S. Uh, economy and also. So to that regard, we d- I don't think the education system, the uh, competitiveness among the people 
to get a high education and a high achievement is uh, is a little is that uh, significantly relevant to the. Okay, if, if I uh, may disagree with Professor Song a bit, mm-hmm. I actually talked about this with some of my students. But when I went to a college in the United States, uh, microeconomics and macroeconomics are really difficult courses. And mm-hmm. a lot of students have trouble writing down and organizing what the professor is saying during lecture. Mm-hmm. So what did the students do? Well, they started a note-taking service. So uh, they took students who took uh, who got an A at the previous course. Mm-hmm. Uh, they gave them money to take notes in class, and then they started selling those notes. Now that's entrepreneurship in action. Oh. <laughs> uh, what's the what's the Korean students' response? Because I have a lot of students who say the same thing about me: uh, talk slower, uh, draw fewer graphs, and so on. I don't want to do that. So the obvious solution is to come up with an entrepreneurial solution like that, but the student solution is go to the uh, university administration and say, videotape the courses. Mm. Uh, same thing with, say, lunch. So, uh, m- most of the students in our university, I'm sorry to say, hate the university lunch. Mm. Uh, so they want the university to offer them cheaper lunches and with better quality. Uh, well... If I was in the U.S., you would look at that as an entrepreneurial opportunity. Bring some food trucks in there or yeah, whatever. Yeah, right? uh, how for hot wings, because mm-hmm. that's what they used to do in college, uh, in, uh, when I was in the U.S. college. Why aren't students looking at this as an uh, entrepreneurial responsibility, uh, <laughs> entrepreneurial opportunity? Why are they looking to the uh, government or the university to uh, get into this uh, side of things? And once the government or the university administration offers uh, free video lectures... But uh, this is going to be a very uh, long talk and long controversy between you and me. But however, the, according to the education system and uh, the level of the quality of the education... That does not necessarily drive the result of the distribution of wealth at all. So to that regard, I do not think that the education system matters or not. But however, in, in the United States, still uh, some students are surpassed and, uh, than uh, others. Are. But however, they do not necessarily end up with a high uh, income at, uh, sometimes. But of course, the, the more creative, then they could get more money. So that is uh, not because of the education system, but other, some economic system, I would like to point out later on, okay. but actually our economy more like uh, is, uh, is especially the reason why the Jebel has such a, so much wealth and inherited is because of uh, uh, that government policy. So really, um, what you're talking about is in Europe, and if we modeled our system there, there's mm-hmm. the same amount of students, and they're all trying right. to exceed and do well. Uh, they might have a better social safety net. They might have a better environment in terms mm-hmm. of people who do want to maybe start their mm-hmm. businesses or work in jobs that aren't necessarily the so-called chebels. Like, not everyone That's wants right. to work for Philips mm-hmm. or, or these kind of big conglomerates, but they can still do well for themselves. That's not the environment that we enjoy here in right. Korea. Uh, then, Professor Yang, um, that's the question. Uh, and this is something that we've kept talking about. You can't have a Mark Zuckerberg. You can't have a Steve Jobs. You can't have a Bill Gates here because those guys, the Korean Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, Mark Zuckerbergs, they're pressured. They can study well. They can never drop out of 
a school like Seoul mm-hmm. National University and start a business in their garage, they have to study and eventually try to get a, a nice uh, management position in Samsung. Well, uh, if you look at the uh, other surveys of the richest Koreans, then you'll see that in the top 30, some of the IT uh, self-made millionaires are part of that list. But yeah, uh, for the most part, I think the students, the young people in Korea seem to be less entrepreneurial. They seem to be less risk-taking. Uh, uh, they seem to be very much risk-averse. Uh, a lot of this, uh, as Professor Song mentioned, is probably due to government policies. A lot of this may be due to the over-influence of the Tebors. So we, def- uh, we probably need a stronger uh, mm-hmm. competition antitrust policy. But um, you have to start thinking about why, uh, how to get these uh, students to be young people to be more entrepreneurial, more risk-taking. Unless we start doing that, well, we're basically going to be stuck in this mode uh, of uh, economy. Let me for interrupt a you. I don't 30 think seconds. That, 30 seconds. I, yeah, I don't think that the reason why the young uh, young generation is very conducive to the, some high rank, not because of the educational system, but but because especially. Uh, at the university level, we have very creative and good students, but however, once they are hired and got an employment, then they become so different from uh, those uh, in the United States and other okay. countries. That's my point. We're going to uh, take a short break on that point, a very spirited discussion so far. Give us your thoughts. Text us at pound 1013-451. Continuing this discussion with Professor Yang and Professor Song. Stay tuned.